This is Steve Tortorello, promoter of Warrior Wrestling, and you are drinking with Mo. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking at Mo's. Your host, Big Mo, here. And the next couple of weekends are going to be some pretty big wrestling weekends, especially for the company that I'm talking with the promoters here today once again. Steve from Warrior Wrestling, how are you doing? I am doing very well, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. And you're right, we are going to be unbelievably busy for the next 10 days or so. Oh, yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, you got Warrior 23 up there in, uh, oh, well, there you are. There we go. Hello. We got the the phone up on the dashboard so you can see me. I'm a real person. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, Warrior 23 there in uh, Grand Rapids and then the big Warrior 24 show, same day as the Forbidden Door. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a nutty uh, 10 days. And on and, and the personal side, in addition to those couple of shows, we're going out to South Bend for a Billy Joel concert on the 25th. Also, Ooh. my wife and I just closed on a new condo that we're getting painted and fixing things up. And then you've got regular work on top of that. So it is a oh. nutty day in the uh, nutty time in the Tortorello household and for Warrior Wrestling in general. But, hey, oh. you know, that's, that's what means you're alive, right? You, you'd be oh, yeah. asleep when we're dead. Oh, yeah. No, totally get you there. I mean, things kind of crazy here with uh, things definitely picking up with the show. And now, one thing I don't realize, I don't know if I told you the last time we talked that uh, my wife and I are expecting twins. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. When do you guys do? Like, November. We are due November 11th. 11 11 22 no kidding yeah we just got one we're not fancy like you <laughs> yeah my wife and i have always said you know we'd we'd stick to two so i'm guessing uh, well we're getting them all at once two kids one pregnancy can't beat that yep but uh anyways the the card for both warrior shows the next couple of weeks are pretty stacked yeah, we're very excited. You know, this uh, this Saturday in Grand Rapids, we return to our signature match, the War of Attrition, the eight-person match for the Warrior Wrestling title. And when we do these matches, we, we stack it with people from all different promotions, all different styles of wrestling. Obviously, uh, the champ, Will Ospreay, will be defending the title. But we've also got in there Jeff Cobb, Lance Archer, Jake Something, Davey Richards, Brian Pillman, Swerve, the winner of Cage versus KC. So, I mean, it is going to be, you know, it is going to be an all-star match on oh, Saturday. Oh. And that card's also got Athena as well, defending her Warrior mm. Wrestling Women's Championship against AQA. We've got yeah. a great tag match. We've got a Lucha title match. We've got Chelsea mm. Green. I mean, it is just a packed, packed card. Oh, totally. And one match that I have on my list, I'm doing little homework for the show i wrote down all the matches and one that you didn't mention that i'm actually interested in seeing here myron reed and dante leon versus violence is forever that that one i mean myron reed 
and Dante Leon were both at the St. Louis show in, uh, well, they could have, I mean, they put up a good fight, but, you know, <laughs> Lance Archer being Lance Archer. What is he saying? In the end, everybody dies. But yeah, Myron and Dante actually have an intricate uh, story kind of woven together. They were on opposite sides of the triple threat main event in Indianapolis, and they clashed there. And it was actually uh, Myron and Trey Miguel who pinned Dante to end the show that night. And then mm. Dante Leone uh, ended up cutting his teeth and winning a big tag match in South Bend in April. And then in May, Dante and Myron were part of that triple threat against Lance Archer. So they were enemies again, but oftentimes worked together to take down the giant. Well, now they're going to be working together even more when they become mm. a tag team. And Myron named the team on Twitter. He called it uh, Red Eye as both of them have red paint around their eyes and they're mm -hmm. taking on violence is forever. Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini, who are a really cool, strong style, striking, um, yeah. almost yeah. like an FTR type of tag team. And so it's mm -hmm. going to be a really cool clash of styles between some high flyers and some strikers. And I, I think it's going to be a really unique tag team match for us. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, even though it was in a losing effort, I was definitely impressed by both Myron Reed and Dante Leon. I mean, the way they started out that match, just both diving it, flipping. Oh man, it was awesome. And I've heard, I've seen things on Violences Forever, like individually. So this will be a great match that, you know, I'm actually able to see them both together. Yeah, they're, they're great. We've had uh, Kevin Koo as a singles at Warrior before, and we had them as a team together against Ace Austin and Madman Fulton a couple of years ago. And they're just just a really exciting team to watch. Uh, they've had some bangers in Black Label Pro and AIW. Uh, they've really made a name for themselves around the Midwest, and we're really happy to have them back and to be able to feature them when we debut in Michigan. Oh, definitely. And another one, I mean, with uh... – you know, it was interesting when uh, Matt Cardona was still going to be on the show before his injury because you would have had both him and Chelsea Green on the show. Now, just Chelsea Green, and she's going up against Tootie Lynn, who was another person that was there for the uh, Warrior 22 in St. Louis going up that night against Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah, Tootie Lynn was really impressive. And honestly, the, the Chelsea Green match was open until that night. We weren't sure who was going to face Chelsea. And we were so impressed with Tootie uh, in her match against Tiana that uh, we, we locked it up and said, come on up to Michigan. We'd love to have you. Uh, let's put you in the ring against another big name in Chelsea Green. Uh, Tootie is a great, fiery baby face from St. Louis. And she really has a, a bright future ahead of her. And Chelsea's been with us for a long time. She was with Warrior for a couple of shows before she signed with WWE. And then um, with her becoming free again, which has just been a matter of finding the right date for her to return. She was supposed to return in December, um, but a couple of circumstances came up and she wasn't able to. And now we're happy to have her in June. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great um, another way to feature Tootie and another way to welcome Chelsea back. Oh, yeah. No, that Tootie was definitely impressive at warrior 22 and i mean chelsea green is chelsea green she's a really 
great big name out there in women's wrestling. So it's going to be an awesome time for that match. Um, another one here, Ray Leon versus your Lucha champion, Sam Adonis. That's, that's going to be something else. Yeah, now Ray Leon is not very well known. Uh, uh, from Mexico, works primarily in Southern California. Uh, Sam Adonis, uh, both you know, in real life and as champ, uh, he pitched Ray Leon coming to Warrior Wrestling. He said, this guy's one of the best. He deserves a shot at the Warrior Lucha title. And uh, he's unknown. And, and this guy deserves a chance to make his name known. And so Sam, obviously, has been with us since the very beginning. He's one of the staples of Warrior Wrestling and one of the staples of Lucha Libre as an American luchador. And this will be a really exciting match. So it, it will be all of the trappings of Lucha Libre, high-flying, quick reversals, a whole lot of fun, innovative moves, uh, pitting a brand new, uh, new guy for us against one of our oldest stars. Oh, yeah. no, I mean, I consider myself a fan of, well, pretty much all different styles. I I mostly go with like strong style, like violence is forever, but I mean, you can't help but love the Lucha style with all the high flying and the, everything. It's just mesmerizing to watch. And I know those guys are going to put on one, one hell of a match there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, what we try to do with all of our shows is, is it's like a buffet of wrestling. We want a little bit of everything. There'll be a little strong style. There'll be a little Lucha. There'll be a little modern indie. There'll be some women's wrestling. There'll be some tag wrestling. There'll be some high flying. And, and if you present uh, a, enough of a varied buffet, everybody gets to eat what they like. And, and everybody gets to try something they might not be used to and hopefully find a new thing to like as well. And, and this is a particular flavor of wrestling that we love as the, the Warrior team. And we're hoping that other people will as well. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, a, like I said, big fan of the Lucha style. Having been, when I got introduced to independent wrestling in San Diego, I mean, big area yep. for Lucha right there. And, I mean, just great great entertaining matches next one i'm like hmm i'm wondering how this one is going to go based off of how the results of the main event of warrior 22 with the uh, brian cage and casey navarro casey navarro yeah. costing brian cage the match that night he sure did. And this has been brewing for about a year in warrior wrestling. So Casey, excuse me, Brian Cage were real life good buddies. Casey was a mentee of Brian. And last August, Brian developed the, the GMSI, the Get My Shot Invitational, where we had a six-man scramble, and Brian got to choose the other five competitors, and the winner got a contender's medallion that they can cash in at any time for a shot at the warrior wrestling title, kind of like Money in the Bank. And so Brian chose KC as one of these competitors. KC won the scramble. He got the medallion. And Brian put it around his neck, shook his hand, held his hand in the air, and said, this guy is the future. After that, KC went on a losing streak. Loss mm. after loss after loss. And he couldn't shake it. And then he and Brian started teaming together. And they ended up miscommunicating, costing each other matches. And costing the team matches. And in South Bend in April, Casey was going to cash in against Osprey, but Brian stopped it after Casey had thrown a tantrum earlier in the night and they got into it with each other. And so then in St. Louis, like you said, in the main event, when Brian was a surprise to fight Davey Richards, Casey was doing commentary. He came off the commentary booth, 
hit Brian in the head with that very same medallion that Brian developed from the match last year, and it led to costing Brian the match. So now this year of build culminates in West Michigan in Grand Rapids when Casey Navarro and Brian Cage go one-on-one the first mm. time in Warrior Wrestling in this grudge match. So really, for those people who have been following Warrior all, through, all along, this has been a year in the making. Oh, yeah, it's going to be something else. And, I mean, I've only got a wit, like, in-person witness the the blow-off from uh, Warrior 22, which uh, thank you again for having me down there. But, of course. Uh, man, like, I know, I, I have this weird feeling that if, that that isn't going to be the only involvement you're going to see from either one of them. Like I honestly, I can see if, uh, if Brian cage wins and goes on to that, uh, war of attrition match, I could see Casey Navarro kind of getting involved and flip it around. If Casey Navarro wins, I, it, it just, I don't see that being like the end all of it. Yeah, we'll see if it all comes to a head or if their rivalry continues past that match. I mean, I can announce that because the winner of that match is going on to the main event uh, to take Cardona's spot, that the show will open with KC versus Cage. So we will know after the first match who wins uh, or, or what is happening next in this rivalry. But the show is going to open with that match on Saturday, and okay. uh, we'll see where it goes from there and who makes the main event. Hey, one hell of a way to kick off the show, I got to say. Um, all right, next one here, we kind of talked about it a little bit, Athena versus AQA. Athena, your women's champion, and AQA yep. kind of making a big name for herself. Yeah, and so you were there in St. Louis. You, you saw Athena's connection to the crowd, right? All these little yeah. kids that you didn't even know were there for the rest of the show. They were screaming their heads off when it was time for Athena. And mm-hmm. it's truly is a hero for a lot of our audience and so she had her first uh, develop uh, first uh, defense in st louis against janai kai now here's defense number two against aqa aqa of another uh, all elite wrestling women's wrestler with a patented shooting star press that's the, mm. i don't know another woman that does a shooting star and aqa's is better than almost any guy I've ever seen do it. And so she's got a maneuver that, that puts away anybody she hits with it. And she is an up and coming athlete. She is quick. She's young, she's strong. And I think Athena is going to have her hands full. We also know as well that Frank, the clown is lurking. Frank has said he will be throwing Athena a going away party this Saturday night because he says she's going to be done after Saturday. So we'll see what that means. Mm, Yeah. I remember seeing on Twitter they uh, somebody saying that uh, Athena should have kicked them in the balls at like fan fest, and I'm like, man, as soon as I was my table at the fan fest was right near his, and I'm like, man, once he heard Athena coming in there, he ran. <laughs> Yeah, that's another one of those rivalries that's been brewing since South Bend where she uh, punt kicked him and broke his right arm as he was trying to get involved while he was managing Shazza McKenzie. And so then he uh, hired Janai Kai for the night, and Janai couldn't Mm -hmm. get the job done and break her arm. So it'll be interesting to see. We don't know anything officially, but, you know, Frank says he's going to 
run Athena out of Warrior Wrestling, and she's facing AQA on Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see if AQA has joined the fold of uh, Frank Circus for the for the weekend. Oh God, I hope not. That annoying shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but hey, I'll I'll give it to Frank the Clown. The job of a heel is to make the crowd hate you, to make you want to cheer on the the face and just absolutely hate you. And hey, Frank the Clown, if I give him nothing else, he is doing that. He is naturally hateable. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh man, I remember his tweet about uh, being at a Machine Gun Kelly concert. I'm like, I re- I specifically remember tweeting back at him. I'm like, oh, I guess I guess it takes a clown to like a clown. The truth. <laughs> All right, we brought up the main or the main event, which is going to be that War of Attrition match. And you have stacked stuff here. Lance Archer, Brian Pillman Jr., Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, Swerve, Richards, Jake something, and whoever's going to be the winner of that Brian Cage-Casey Navarro match. Now, it's a definitely an interesting concept, this War of Attrition match. I know, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it's... Two teams of four, and they're randomly determined, right? Yep. And then the winner of that splits up into two tag teams and then eventually lean to one of those teams winning and they go and winner. Yep. So it whittles itself down little by little until only one man is left, and he is the Warrior Wrestling Champion. That is like, I remember when I first heard about this match, it was, I think before I started the podcast that uh, I'm like, dang, where and then I started watching little bits and I could find it. I'm like, damn, this is nice. Like definitely an interesting concept that you don't see out there too much. Yeah, we uh, we cooked it up ahead of our uh, second show in 2018, and um, it worked really well. It's how we crowned our first champion, Brian Cage, won that match, and now he has a chance to possibly go back to that match uh, mm-hmm. again for the second time. And um, it's, it's, it's really exciting. You get lots of different combinations of wrestlers. Um, there's a lot of intrigue as to um, who's going to advance. And then the guy who scores the ball in the first fall gets to pick his partner for the second mm. fall. And so there's a strategy there. Do you pick the toughest partner possible so that you can win that second fall, but then you got to face them if you win the second fall? Or do you pick uh, possibly a weaker partner for the second fall, hoping that you'll have an easier time in the third fall? It's a really interesting um, setup that leads to uh, interesting alliances, right? Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay are mm-hmm. part members together in the uh, united empire will they end up opposite each other in the ring at some point you don't know so it's, yeah. um, it creates a lot of intrigue and a lot of different possibilities and huh? it um it's really exciting and it's worked well every time we've done it so we're happy to bring it back oh yeah oh i'm i'm definitely intrigued i don't know if i've mentioned this yet but i have bought the uh, this weekend show I didn't see the Chicago one up on fight yet, but when it is, I'm 
definitely getting that. But this one with the War of Attrition match, it's kind of interesting because I know before Osprey had to pull out of the St. Louis show, there was a big story with him and Richards. And it's like, yep. hmm, if they end up like on the same team, that's going to be in an interesting dynamic. Are they even going to be able to get along? Exactly, because the, the whole story Will told in South Bend in leading up to what was supposed to be the Richards match in St. Louis was the story of how eight years ago they were a tag team together in England, the only time he's ever been around Davey Richards, and Will was hurt pretty bad in that match, and Davey never came to check on him in the locker room after the show, and, and Will as a young wrestler felt very abandoned by that. And so eight years later, he harbored this anger at Davy Richards, that he wanted to beat Davy Richards and show him that he had superseded him as the best wrestler in the world. And they didn't get the chance to have that match in St. Louis. So now what interaction will they have with one another in this big match on Saturday? Will and Lance Archer have had classic matches in the G1. Uh, what what oh, happens yeah. if Will and Lance interact? Will and Jeff, like we said a moment ago, they're both members of the United Empire. Will and Cage mm -hmm. connected for the first time ever in January at Warrior 18 and had a stellar classic match. Brian Pillman, a former Warrior wrestling champion, he called out Will uh, during our show in Indianapolis. Swerve and Osprey have come up together and Swerve being Osprey is truly the greatest of all time. And so what would it be like if those two interact? Jake something the local Michigan wrestler who's been on impact. He's been on AEW. Is this his moment? Is this his moment to shine and stand out in a field with all of these more known names and make his name a household name? So each of these guys has something at play here. And it's going to be a really interesting conversation of, of who faces who and who aligns. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that one turns out. Because, like I mentioned with Osprey and Richards, it's like, hmm, are they going to be able to get along? Or are they going to be able to kind of put those differences aside for a little bit to get themselves into that final two so they can finally have that one-on-one? -on -one? Exactly. So, I guess... Uh, those people that end up watching this episode, you'll just have to tune in to Fight TV this Saturday to figure that out. Yes, sir. All right. Next, we'll go ahead and start talking about next weekend, Warrior 24. Earlier, same day as Forbidden Door, but earlier on in the day, and also right across the street from Forbidden Door. So, hey, if you're in Chicago, you can end up going to both. Exactly. And that's what we're really shooting for here is, is those great wrestling fans who are coming to Chicago for Forbidden Door. If you love wrestling, we'll spend uh, our cheapest ticket on that show is 25 bucks for GA. So it's the cheapest ticket we've ever offered because we want as many out-of-town fans as possible to come in and check out Warrior Wrestling literally across the parking lot from the United Center at Malcolm X Community College. And uh, it's a completely different card than what we're seeing in Grand Rapids this weekend. So different stars. We have the reuniting of the Rascals, Trey Miguel, yes. Zachary Wentz, and Iron Reed taking on Fuego Del Sol, Blake Christian, and Nick Wayne. We've got uh, a shoot-style, strong-style match 
between Tom Lawler and Davey Richards. Will Davey be Warrior Ooh. Wrestling Champion at that time? Yeah. We've got Casey Navarro taking on Speedball Mike Bailey. Will KC be champion at that time? Ooh. That's a rematch from their show stealer in Indianapolis. We've got yeah. Beastman returning against Mike Bennett. We've mm. got the next installment of the New Japan Showcase with Kevin Knight and the DKC. Mm. We've got a six-man lucha scramble. Gringo Loco, ASF, Golden Dragon, uh, Dragon Bane, Alpha Wolf, Ninja Mac returns. And that match is mm. going to be absolutely insane. So we've got a really, really cool show lined up. Chris Hero is going to be on the show. Denise yeah. Salcido is going to be there. Kevin mm-hmm. Kelly from New Japan and Ring of Honor. And before yeah. that, WWE. So really, if you're a fan of New Japan, you want to come out and meet Kevin Kelly. You want to meet Chris Hero. And you want to see some awesome, awesome action. And that's what we're packing in to Sunday the 26th, right before Forbidden Door. Oh, yes. And, I mean, you bring up Denise Salcedo there. Like, she's somebody that I look up to in the podcasting YouTuber world. I mean... I kind of joked with Alex Cologne last night that it's like, well, I'm not on her level yet, but, you know, maybe one day I sure hope to be. I'd love to do some of the stuff that she's been getting to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, th- and that's why we think she's going to be such a great guest for us. Um, and, and, you know, we've seen just great traction since announcing her uh, at FanFest because there's a lot of people who respect what she does or want to learn from what she does. And I think uh, she's going to be a really interesting person to have around for that show. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be great. And talking about some of the action there, I maybe we'll just start off talking about that Lucha scramble. You know, you're having two, uh, you're having. Let me see here, Ninja. You're having is it just one person returning from the St. Louis show, the uh, Alpha Wolf? Uh, two Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bane, who had that incredible ah, match yeah. against each other. They're now part of it with four other guys. Okay, that that one was skipping my mind for some reason. Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf, they're returning, and like you said had an amazing match at Warrior 22. Probably, you you could definitely say that that was a show stealer of a match. I think it was, yeah. And then, I mean, you put in some of the other guys that are going to be in this match, you know, Ninja Mac, who's been doing great things with GCW over there in Pro Wrestling Noah. Gringo Loco, same with GCW and all over the place. ASF, Golden Dragon, who I'd been in talks with about being on the show. So, you know, crossing my fingers there because I've heard and seen nothing but good things about him. Yeah. So the thing I like about scrambles is, you know, especially when you bring in like lucha scrambles is you know one-on-one matches entertaining enough but then you have all those people in there at once oh boy it's gonna be a show yeah and that and that's what we're excited for if you haven't checked it out yet mo you gotta go see on youtube we just put up uh the lucha war of attrition we did last year a year ago okay. in june of 21 uh it'll blow your mind when, when we're done talking in a few minutes you got to go check that out ASAP. Oh, no, 
definitely will. Definitely will be checking that out tonight. Um, next one, I've actually... Casey Navarro versus Speedball Mike Bailey. We'll go with that one. I'm kind of hoping, because I know in, I believe, Impact wins speedball mike bailey there he has a different entrance song than when he's on like gcw or some other shows that because i remember every time i see speedball mike bailey on a gcw show and that brass monkey like that song hits it's instantly in my head for the rest of the night That's what I think he's going for. Yeah, he uses the Beastie Boys Brass Monkey. And it's just such a fun, weird, and quirky entrance theme. And I think that perfectly defines Mike Bailey. He's fun, and he's weird, and he's quirky. But at the end of the day, when the bell rings, he can go. This guy's a master martial artist, a great professional wrestler. And when he and KC face off in St. Louis, this comes back to the KC and Cage story we talked about earlier. KC asked Cage for advice. And Cage gave him some advice on how to beat Mike Bailey. And Bailey ended up breaking out a move that Cage had never seen before and winning the match. So Casey partially blames Cage for not being able to beat Mike Bailey. Uh, but they had an absolute, you mentioned the word show stealer a moment ago in St. Louis with the Luchas in Indianapolis. The show stealer was KC and Mike Bailey. And so now we're going to run that back in Chicago. And I think, you know, KC is obviously looking to get his revenge against Bailey. And Bailey's yeah. looking to make it to a row. Oh, yeah. No, that one's going to be a, that's already a match I'm pretty excited about. Um, next off, I'll have I have to admit, I'm not too familiar with Beast Man, but from everything I've been hearing, it's like him versus Mike Bennett going to be a hell of a match. I, Mike Bennett's a absolute favorite of mine. I know in one of my recent videos, I talked about how people say, you know, like, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. I said, well, I'm a Mike Bennett guy. Yeah, we love Mike. Mike is not only a phenomenal performer, but just a great human. And uh, we love being around Mike. We love giving Mike a platform. As you mentioned, you don't know Beastman too well. Uh, anybody who's been a Warrior fan the last couple summers does. He has been sealing the show at our outdoor stadium series shows for two years now. Mm. He is just a unique unique individual a monster mountain of a man and i think this is going to be a fun and surprisingly amazing match so people get ready oh yeah no and you know after i go and watch that uh that other match you recommended i go watch i'm definitely gonna go look beast man up because i mean everything that i've been hearing especially just now with you it's like hmm he's a guy i need to put my eye on here and we've got a lot of beast man matches up on our youtube page so you can see beast man versus rhino you can see beast man in the scramble you can see beast man versus congo kong um he is just just an absolute there's a great tag match beast man and warhorse against KOP and damn dad uh beast man versus warhorse from stadium series last year he has just been an absolute star for us and so definitely do your homework check out some beast man Oh, definitely will be. Um, Next off, why don't we go with this? The reuniting of the Rascals versus Nick Wayne, Blake Christian, and Fuego del Sol. Now, 
you know, with uh, the members of the Rascals being in different companies, they had, you know, they had their time apart. Now you guys are getting them back together. And we all know that when they're together, they definitely put on a hell of a show. Yep, they have been a staple. So the first Rascals match Warrior was a four-way against Brian Cage in uh, mm. spring of 2019. And then they faced Will Ospreay, Rocky, Romero, and Amazing Red. And then they faced a couple of the Stronghearts. And then they faced a couple of different combinations of three-man teams. And for really for 2019 and 2020, the Rascals six-man tags were the regular feature at Warrior Wrestling. In fact, in 19 and 20, there were one, two three, four, five Rascals six-man tags, and then a triple threat between the three Rascals themselves. So really, mm. I think that's six, ma- six shows out of maybe eight shows in that span that where the Rascals stole the show and were the defining experience of watching a Warrior show. And so um, to have them back together, now granted, uh, Wes Lee or uh, Desmond Xavier is not there as well. Myron Reed from the, the fourth Rascal is sliding into that spot. Uh, but having Zach and Trey reunited uh, is something really special. In fact, uh, I will give you some more homework here, Mo. When Trey won the title in fall of 2020, Zach was on that show. And Zach had wrestled Blake Christian earlier in the night. And Zach didn't know Trey was going to win the title. And when, when Trey won the title that night, I was standing on the stage and Zach ran down from the bleachers, ran up to me and he just said, Steve, can I go out there? I said, get out there. And he sprinted to the center of the football field, slid in the ring and tackled his best friend, Trey. And they were crying together while Trey hugged that belt. And there are photos of that floating around online. It is my personally favorite moment from everything that we've done in warrior because two great human beings were there to celebrate that one of them, Trey Miguel, had won his first singles championship. And so Trey and Zach have not been on a team since that night. And um, it's really, really important for us that they reunite at Warrior Wrestling. And that's what's going to happen on June 26th. So longtime Warrior fans, new fans, you're going to see something really special in that main event or in that big match. We don't know if it's the main event yet. Because uh, we got to yeah. see if one of the other guys ends up with the Warrior title, but uh, mm-hmm. in that match, it's going to be something really special. Oh yeah, and I mean, you got other the guys that they're going up against are doing some big things themselves. Nick Wayne, Blake Christian, Fuego del Sol. They had a little bit of a swerve there on uh, Dynamite last night. Everybody thought it was him, but it ended up not being him. Yeah. Fuego is infamous for his friendship with Sammy Guevara, who's a big baddie right now. But Fuego is also an amazing wrestler. He was on Warrior 17 in December in Tinley Park, Illinois, and had an absolute banger with Carlos Romo. And uh, Fuego is just truly a special talent, as is Blake Christian, who had a four and a half star Dave Meltzer rated match with Will Ospreay in April in South Bend for us. And as, of course, um, is Nick Wayne, who's a phenomenon coming up on the West Coast for uh, Defy and GCW. So really, it's going to be a, a fantastic match. Six of the most talented guys in the world in the ring together. I don't think you're going to be able to top it. Oh, yeah, no. Nick Wayne, got all, at such a young age, already accomplishing a ton out there. Absolutely. And hey, Mo, real quick, I want to give you a two-minute warning, just so you know. For our viewers mm-hmm. didn't hear this. Uh, before we came on the air, but I'm actually on my way 
to meet uh, the Warrior Wrestling Champion, Will Ospreay, for dinner at a backyard barbecue. And uh, I'm going to be pulling in in about two minutes. So I, I can't okay. keep the champ waiting for too long. So just so okay. everybody knows, we have to wrap up in a moment. All right. No problem. We'll, we'll get right on to Kevin Knight and DKC there. That, that one should be pretty good. Yes, sir. It continues the New Japan Dojo Showcase. And the last yep. two matches, Frederick versus Connors and Coughlin versus Uemura, have been incredible for us. And oh, I think yeah. Kevin Knight and DKC have a lot to live up to, and they're not coming to this point. So that should be pretty oh. exciting. Oh, yeah, I can I can imagine. I mean, those New Japan Dojo uh, showcases have been amazing. I mean, I got to be there in person for that Coughlin versus Uemura match. And, whew, boy. Man, that spot that Coughlin did with the having the headlock and bringing him up for a suplex and standing—oh, man! If anybody, yeah. if anybody watching this has not seen that match for that moment and more, go watch it. Yeah, he, he literally did a Turkish getup with a human being held above his head. It was something unreal. Else. My jaw was on the floor. Yeah, but, uh, same. Next, we don't want to forget Janai Kai coming back to Warrior versus Holiday. And it's for the Mission Pro Championship. That one's actually going to be in the uh, during our. During the Fan Fest, I think that's. They were doing something for that there. You're kind of cutting Correct. Out. I think I might be. Yeah, he fan fast. Oh, yes. Yes. That I do remember reading that. And I mean, Janai Kai had a, a hell of a match against Athena and now going up against Holiday, who's a big name in women's wrestling in her own. Yeah, we're really excited for. Oh, can you hear me? Am I frozen? A little, little bit. I can still hear you, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're excited for that match in the Fan Fest. We also have Miranda Alizé competing uh, on our main card. The match will announce uh, hopefully in the next couple of days. And there will be a few more women's matches as part of the Women's Wrestling Army Showcase during our Fan Fest. So we're, oh, we're really yes. excited to have some great female talents on the show. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a hell of a show. Y'all put on a consistently great show. I hope as many people as they can are able to watch both 23 and 24. And I mean, even if you're not in Chicago, you know, Warrior 24 is just earlier on in the day. You can get both shows and just make a whole day of it. Absolutely. So whether you're watching on Fight TV from anywhere around the world or for those coming to Chicago, we'd love to have you join us for Warrior 24 and 23, as you mentioned. Um, all the information is at warriorwrestling.net. People can follow us on our socials at Warrior Wrestling. Um, and we're really excited to, to have folks join us for the shows. Oh, yes. Links will be in the description for the YouTube version. I know you got to get going here we don't want to keep uh keep the champ waiting too long so i want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to me 
and you know hyping up these two amazing shows that you're having these next uh, two weekends here. Mo, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. It was great to see you in St. Louis, and I'm sure I'll see you again soon. Until then, though, be well. Enjoy the shows, and everybody watching and listening, uh, give us a chance. I'm sure Warrior Wrestling will make you proud. I have no doubt of that myself. Awesome. Thanks, Mo. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right, everybody. We got a big couple of weekends of wrestling coming up. This weekend, we got Warrior Wrestling 23 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm going to be watching that one. Then we also got two GCW shows this weekend. Both promising great cards. Next weekend, there is Warrior 24. There is also XPW having a show that my guest on this episode, Alex Cologne, will be on the card. And then, obviously, there's the big Forbidden Door show. So, lots of great wrestling coming up the next couple of weeks. Go check it out. Want to thank you for listening to today's episode. Got to, as always, give my shout-outs to the Random Podcast because they've been so supportive since the start, sharing and putting the word out because I'm going off word of mouth right now. And also to my friend Val Pancakes and her show, The Stack. They've been supportive as well. Great people. Go listen to them.